Hello and welcome to the Here We Grow Show, a show specifically designed to bring together community leaders making a difference and share financial strategies so you can plan for and live the retirement lifestyle you've always dreamed. Your host is Amazon best-selling author, president, and founder of Fogith Financial Group, Michael Fogith. Hi, I'm Michael Fogarth. I believe in educating you about information that matters to you and your retirement. Join me this week and every week as we welcome today's leaders in our community, as well as experts in the field of finance and retirement to discuss topics that matter to you today. These discussions can help you make better financial decisions so you can plan for and live the retirement of your dreams. Well, welcome back, folks, to the Here We Grow radio show. I am your host, as always, Michael Fogarth of the Fogarth Financial Group. And I am excited because we have our regular, I should call him the co-host, if you will, <laughs> uh, Mr. Bradley Vay uh, of the Fogarth Financial Group, our investment advisor there. And Brad and I have an exciting show for each and every one of you today because we're going to be going over three different relevant topics. And these all topics have come to us either through our independent reading here or through the multiple educational channels that we all belong to. So Brad, I want to just jump right into this, but before we do, I want to remind everybody listening out there right now that um, really, really easy. If you're catching this show and you want to listen to previous shows, or maybe you want to listen to it or share the show with somebody, is go to your favorite podcast provider. Once you go there, just type in Here We Grow Show. When you get to the Here We Grow Show, uh, you'll be able to download all of our episodes, and that will allow you to listen to this episode and each and every episode. So with that being said, uh, Brad, let's just jump right into this one and let's go ahead and talk about how people can avoid paying taxes on social security. So what I mean by that is the article is titled want to avoid paying taxes on social security. Here's how. So Brad, go ahead. If you can jump in and just share with people some of the high level stuff um, that is on there for people to be able to avoid paying some taxes on their social security. So, you know, one of the biggest things, Mike, is that people don't really realize that they're going to have to pay taxes on their social security because it has never been brought up in, in the past as a, a major subject. But what people don't realize really is that if you have too much provisional income in retirement, they'll start taxing your social security. So I like to tell everybody um, that provisional income is determined by multiple things. The, the main portion is half your social security goes into the calculation. Any earned income, 10, 1099 income, capital gains, uh, 1099 interest, um, uh, municipal bond interest. And the big one that catches people off guard is their required minimum distributions or distributions from retirement accounts. So if you're married filing jointly, and you have under 32,000 of provisional income, you don't pay a single diamond of tax on your social security. And that's now, a huge one. Now, I mean, think about that for a minute, right? Because I think people need to understand that they've, they've paid a social security tax every paycheck that they receive for their entire working career. And then originally we were promised that that social security money would never be taxed again. But there was a law that was passed, Brad, tell them about, you know, when that happened and what, what happened for everybody moving forward, if they make too much money, either single or married, what happens? So, so in 1993, um, President Bill Clinton was in office and they passed the Congressional Reallocation Program, uh, otherwise known as CRAP. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that is the acronym, folks out there. It is the acronym for the bill that was passed. It is crap. So we're not just saying that because it is that. 
it really was the acronym. Right. And, and the, what happened is that's when they started taxing uh, Social Security or, or opened up for taxation for Social Security. Now, it was never designed to tax a large portion of the population. It was actually at the time about 15 percent, 15 to 17 percent of Social Security recipients would pay taxes on their Social Security. And that's where it brings in the threshold. So if you're married filing jointly under 32,000 of provisional income, zero tax on your social security. But then what it did is once you go over that 32,000 mark up to 44,000, they're gonna start taxing your social security all the way up to 50%. Now the kicker, the kicker is if you go over 44,000 of provisional income- Married filing jointly, right? Married filing jointly, yep. Uh, they are now going to tax up to 85% of your social security, which when you think about it, it could end up being a huge, 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 huge chunk of change. You know, it's not unheard of today for a married couple that's just now turning their full retirement age of, you know, 66 and uh, six months for this year. Uh, yeah, 66 and uh, six months for this year to have $50,000 in benefits, right? Now that's a big chunk of change for retirement. You, you worked all these years and now you have, you're married and you have 50,000 social security benefits. And uh, it, then you start taking distributions from all these other accounts or you have other income coming in. And Heck, so- you can have pensions for folks. You need to understand pensions are fully taxable. IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, 457s. Any of these accounts that you're drawing up, heck, Brad mentioned this earlier. What happens if you invested in the market last year and you made a ton of money? Right. And then you sold those gains. Okay. Yeah. Those, yeah. those are all taxable. Municipal bonds. Yes, municipal bonds may not count against your taxable income, but it does count against your social security. So that's a big thing to make sure you're paying attention to. Right. And, and like I said before, it catches a lot of people off guard when they have to start taking their required minimum distributions at 72. It's money they hadn't planned on spending. They're forced to take it out. Now all of a sudden it puts them up in the highest uh, uh, provisional tax bracket or provisional rate for taxation on social security. So, and, and it's taxed at ordinary income rates, right? So today's rates uh, you're taxed at, if you take a, um, if your social security is taxed this year, you're, you're either going to pay uh, 10, 12, 22, 24, all the way up to 37%, depending on your income. Uh, to make the math simple, let's just say we're at a 20% bracket, right? And you have 50,000 of, of social security benefits and 85% of that is taxable. 85% of 50,000 is $42,500 of your social security that's now taxable. Using that 20% example tax rate, you would have to pay $8,500 of taxes on, that, on your social security, which can be a huge slap in the face if you didn't properly plan for it or didn't know it was coming. So what you can do, the whole idea of this article here is of how to avoid to pay those taxes is there are, are certain accounts that you can pull from that will never cause your social security to be taxed, that will never have any taxation whatsoever. And it's a, uh, it's a way to control your taxes in retirement and it's called the Roth IRA. Right, and so we, we've talked lots on the show about Roth IRAs. 
And so it's just one of the many ways, if you will, right, to be able to bring those things back down. So, you know, Brad, I want to go over some of those things that you, you talked about there because they're huge. Half or up to 85% of Social Security will then count again for a second tax, right, to, to your right. point where you just talked about. All taxable income, pensions, right, are going to be taxable. Withdrawals yeah. from 401ks, IRAs, that's going to be counting. It says some non-taxable income, such as municipal bond interest, right? You talked about that. And quite, quite frankly, if you're making money in the market like they're going on right now, that can be taxable also. So listen, folks, this is a phenomenal article, but more importantly, reading the article is great to gather the information. But what I need to encourage each and every single one of you guys and gals to do right now as you're listening to this is do something about this. Now, in our office, we do a ton of public educational events that talk specifically about how to reduce or eliminate your tax on your social security or how you reduce or eliminate taxes on your income. You know, Brad mentioned the word Roth. Roth is just one of the handful of ways that we're able to help people do these things. So if you are right now, like many, many Americans out there right now, preparing your taxes, the tax deadline did get extended. It got extended all the way through May 17th. So if you're listening to this and you're going, oh no, I forgot the April 15th deadline. It's okay, right? <laughs> don't, don't sweat, you didn't miss it. You have until the 17th of May. Now, if you're doing your taxes or you've already got your taxes done, what I want you to look at is look to see on your return if you're paying taxes twice on your social security. And listen, if you don't know where to look or you don't know exactly what we're talking about, what I encourage everybody to do is to call our office and let us know how we can help you. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. When times get tough, who do you have on your team? At Focus Financial Group, we win by helping you achieve the retirement you've always dreamed of. Clients who work with Focus Financial Group know they are backed by a solid, experienced, and winning team. It's time to choose your team. Choose the team from Focus Financial Group, a team of champions. Focus Financial Group, building our team to be a part of your team. Folks, welcome back to the Here We Grow radio show. I am your host, Michael Fogeth. And we have, if you will, I feel like I got to call my co-host now, Mr. Bradley Vay, who has become a regular expert, if you will, on the show, because we're getting so many great responses from the show, Brad. I got to thank you for all the knowledge that you're sharing with everybody. Because what we want to do, folks, on the show is be able to give you practical things that you can do today. Now, granted, you're listening to this on Sunday morning or you're listening to it on your favorite podcast provider, maybe before, during, or after hours. If you have questions, go to the website, uh, fogothfinancial.com. Send us a message like, like we get so many each and every week. Call the office or just let us know. Call the radio station. Let us know how we can help you. But the goal is of the show is to be able to educate you, inform you, to be able to make a wise financial decision not only in how you're investing money and growing your, your, your nest egg, if you will, but how to reduce and eliminate taxes on what we just talked about, social security. And that is a huge proponent of what we do every day with our clients. But another big one out there, Brad, that you and I were just talking about in the office were what to do with capital gain rates for 2021. So what are the new capital gain rates? And this is another great article that we can share with each and every one of you if you want it. Let us know. But Brad, tell people out there right now, what should they be paying attention to on capital gains and capital gains rates? 
Right. So capital gain. So what a capital gain is, this is for uh, accounts that you have that have uh, that have a taxable basis that you're only going to pay taxes on the earnings. And so long term capital gains is defined by holding an investment such as, you know, a stock, mutual fund, a bond, ETS, real estate for greater than a year, then that you get a preferential treatment possibly depending on what your income level is and, and whatnot. And so you, a married couple filing jointly, and this is very important, a married couple filing jointly can, uh, can have a total income, including capital gains of 80,800 and pay zero capital gains tax on it. All right. So listen, I know you, you want to keep going because I know there's a <laughs> lot of things to talk about here, but I got to repeat what you just said, because folks out there listening, you have to understand if you ever wanted to pay no taxes, 0% tax, when you make money, Brad just told you how to do it. So let's recap Cliff Notes version of what he just said. Must oh. hold for at least 12 months. Must have income married filing jointly below 80800 And you will pay 0% tax of a capital gain on that stock, bond, mutual fund, ETF, whatever it was that you owned and sold. And Brad, this is a very relevant point because go back to a year ago, you know, today, a year ago, this time and what was happening compared to where we're at today, share with the people why this is a huge advantage. This is a huge advantage because a year ago, right, we, we had just made it through the, the COVID drop or the COVID crisis started and we had the largest stock drop or the quickest 35% uh, drop that uh, rebounded back starting at the end of March. And so uh, the, the, the market ended up last year positive. And so we have been really sitting at the all-time highs in the market for a long time, other than that short period of time when we had that downturn. And so this gives everybody an opportunity right now to look at their taxable income and look at their uh, growth in their brokerage accounts. And it, this is an opportunity to harvest some of those tax gains and pay zero long-term capital gains tax. So, you know, Brett, I got to put the disclosure disclaimer out there. What Brad and I are talking about right now is at a very high level. This is not tax advice. This is not, um, financial advice. This is purely just an opportunity for you to educate yourselves. And before you do anything, before you buy, sell, or do anything, do consult with a professional. Um, maybe it's going to be a tax professional. Maybe it's going to be a financial professional, but, but don't just assume things before you do them. Please make sure you are working with a professional. And again, if you're trading on your own, maybe you're going to consult your tax professional, make sure that you're doing right, because there are no do-overs here. If you sell something or you do something, there's not going to be a do-over. So I, I got to express the fact of if we're going to be talking about capital gains and bread tax harvesting, it's extremely beneficial if done correctly. So that's my disclaimer. That's my disclosure, Brad. I'll let you continue on, you know, uh, you know, paying few taxes with tax loss harvesting, right? There may be some losers out there that you still have or short-term games and other things like that. So what else should people be paying attention to that we are reading about in this article uh, titled, what are the new capital gains rates for 2021? Right, well, the next thing you gotta look at too is uh, Medicare taxes. 
right? So if you have a certain level of uh, taxable income, capital gains, provisional income, all the social security, all those added together, um, it could end up costing you more in Medicare premiums, right? Uh, and so right now, if you're 65 years old and you're uh, on Medicare Part A and B, Part hey, A- I'll, Brad, I'm gonna jump in. I just met with a guy the other day at the Northville office, okay? Uh, retired dentist, working very, very part-time, so not a ton of earned income. And his previous advisor, he's end up, he moved over to us because of this mistake that this person did. This is exactly what you were talking about, Brad. I saw somebody come into the office with this problem. And what they were doing is there was a lot of buying and selling going on inside of their account. And you're right, last year was a good year for him. And his income was a lot higher than it normally was from his earned income. And he met with his accountant and his accountant had to break the bad news to him that his Medicare premiums are about to skyrocket for both him and his wife because he's married finally and jointly. So both people are going to have that increased Medicare premium because of a mistake somebody made with capital gains. So I'm telling you, I see it a lot. And this one is fresh because I just dealt with it the other day. Yeah, and, and it's not a small amount. So for example, in that case, married, both claiming Medicare, you're paying $145 a month. For the two of you, that's $3,480 a year. Now, depending on how much he went over, that could increase to uh, almost uh, $13,000 for the year, depending on what those income levels are, which that's not a small drop in the bucket. Well, think about, I mean, when we, when we ran the math for him, you know, $13,000, right, for the amount of money that was made worked out to be a pretty high percentage. And I looked at him, I said, so the reality is, is the net tax ends up depreciating some of your net gain. Oh, for sure. And so I told the client, just like I tell so many others, it's not what you earn, it's what you keep. Right. And so just because, you know, you get a financial statement that says you've made a lot of money doesn't mean you get to keep a lot of that money. So please do us a favor. Make sure you're paying attention to the capital gains. There are some new rules for this year. And, you know, Brad had mentioned a few things out there that you can be doing. Please let us know if this if this is you, we need to be talking to you about how to reduce or eliminate these or more so helping you do things and structure the correct way. So folks, listen, we are almost out of time. We have one more segment that we're going to get to. We're going to be talking about required minimum distributions. If you don't know what a required minimum distribution is, you might be too young. So for you youngsters, don't go anywhere. We're going to come back and tell you about something that you must be prepared for, that a new law has changed the forever landscape of your retirement and your retirement planning and your retirement income. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back on the Here We Grow radio show. What if your retirement plan was like the game of golf? Would you be landing on the green, in the sand, or in the water? At Fogoth Financial Group, we create a custom retirement plan unique to each one of our clients so they can play a better game. Because unlike in golf, there are no mulligans in retirement. To join our hundreds of satisfied clients, book your complimentary consultation with us online or call us at 844 844- the number four, F-O-G-U-T-H. Well, folks, welcome back to the Here We Grow show. Uh, this is our final segment of the day where we are going to be talking about 
required minimum distributions. And again, this is something that has just changed in the past, I would say 18-ish months. But what was crazy, Brad, you and I and, and the other guys in the office were talking about, the final ruling is not even final yet, but there is an interpretation of this law on required minimum distributions at death because folks that you may or may not know this, but when you pass away, both spouses or the final spouse, if you will, your loved ones, your children, your grandchildren, your heirs, whoever's going to be inheriting your money, if it's an IRA or a 401k or a 403b or something that's taxable, your heirs are going to pay taxes, which is ordinary income tax at whatever level that they're at at the date of your death on all of the IRA money that they've received from you. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of people out there right now with a significant amount of their retirement nest egg in IRAs and 401ks. So Brad, what just happened? And again, I'm telling you this law passed almost two years ago now, but what just happened on a ruling that came out from that? Well, so we'll, we'll step back for a second. So in November of 2019, the SECURE Act was passed, right? And that changed how the money could get passed to the next generation, right? It got rid of what was called the stretch IRA, which allowed your beneficiaries to take your retirement account, inherit it with your name still on it, basically, and take a little bit out each and every year for the rest of their lives and allowed it to continue to grow the tax deferral. We did planning on this for many, many years, specific plannings for this alone concept alone. Well, the uh, SECURE Act got rid of that. And they said now the distribution has to be made um, after uh, within 10 years. Now, when the rules first came out, it specifically, all it said was that the account had to be uh, exhausted by the 10th year, right? And so what, what, what Michael's talking about is that there was just a, a ruling the other day where the IRS interpreted the rule that the beneficiaries are now going to have to take required minimum distributions each and every year uh, during those years. And then that by the end of the 10th year, all the money has to be distributed. And so it's crazy that uh, a, a rule gets passed or an act gets passed and has all these rules in it. And now over a year, almost two years later, the IRS is saying, wait, wait, wait a second, we're interpreting this a different way. And so I guess the main point of this whole thing is you have to be working with someone that is on top of this because they are constantly changing the rules and what you have to do. You're, you're right. I, I mean, so many people had that. What was, again, folks, the term that was commonly used was a stretch IRA. And so what people were able to do is stretch their tax payments out when, they, when somebody inherited their money. And heck, you may be even listening right now and you have an inherited IRA that you got from mom or dad or from grandma, grandpa or an aunt or an uncle. And you're like, look, I really don't need this money right now. So I'm just taking it out as the minimum distributions. I know I have a ton of clients that way where they inherited some money. They didn't really need it per se. So they just structured the minimum distributions to come out. But then in the reality is now, if you pass away, the government says you have to take out the minimum distributions, which is, is news to a lot of people. And 
It has to be fully paid out 100% within 10 years of death of that person. So I just, I'm telling you, I see it firsthand. This is a ticking tax time bomb. And I just did a presentation on it the other day and we were using some numbers for somebody because you have to ask yourself this, when your children inherit this money and let's just say, you know, in 20 years after you've retired and you pass away, heck, it could be 30 years, your nest egg's continuously growing. And, and if you're making the mistake of only taking out the minimum distribution during your life, that means there's gonna be more left for the children. Then the children are gonna inherit the money when their income's at the highest level it's ever been. Therefore, their tax level has been at the highest it's ever been. And then you dump a couple hundred thousand dollars into their lap taxable. All I can tell you is the IRS is going to come out on this, the winner of this new change of the SECURE Act. If Americans today do not do something about this, the IRS will get a greater portion of your money than they ever should. Yeah, well, when we're looking at it right now, the U.S. debt uh, as of you know Wednesday was twenty-eight trillion one hundred billion dollars. That's, That's a lot of money, right? A ton of money, and the, it's projected to be over fifty trillion by twenty twenty-five. And so, there's a couple things that that the the government can do to reduce this debt. Number one, they can cut expenses, right? Doesn't sound very likely that- I was that, gonna say that, I don't know about that one, but okay, yeah. <laughs> or they can raise taxes, right? And so if taxes today are the lowest historical tax rates we've ever been in, and we know they're gonna have to go up in the future, it should be a light bulb going off in everyone's head that, hey, there's an opportunity now to use the tax code to our advantage so that we can reduce taxes to ourselves and our loved ones later on when we're gone. And the, just one other thing, do you know, what's the penalty if you don't take your RMD? 55, 50%. Yeah, it, it's huge. So now all these people, this last uh, almost two years, the plan has been, all right, well, we'll, we'll get the money over into the an inherited IRA if we were able to convert it, perfect. We won't, uh, when I say convert, convert to a Roth, right? If we're able to convert it, get it in the Roth, we'll let that Roth grow for 10 years and then I'll take it all out at once tax-free. Well, this new little ruling that just came out blew up that whole plan. And that's the scary thing to me, right? It blew up a lot of people's plans. And Brad, I mean, you'd mentioned it. I mean, we have the capital gains rates and the 0% possibility there. You have the social security money that's coming in that's getting taxed more than it should on a lot of people. Now the government comes out and says, hey, we're gonna tax your heirs, all the money that you leave your loved ones, we're gonna tax that more aggressively than we've ever done before. Folks, if you don't see this writing on the wall, shame on you, but taxes have got to go in one direction. All-time low brackets, all-time high national debt, they're not going to stop enough. They could, they could reduce spending, but they're not going to reduce it enough in order to start to balance this budget. And then even to balance a budget, we really need to be in a surplus every year if we're going to be paying debt down. What's the odds of that happening? Are probably slim to none. So that money's got to come from where? Your pocketbook, my pocketbook, Brad's pocketbook, and that's in the form of taxes. And I'm telling you, if you're out there right now, 
and you've been recently let go of a, of a job and you have a 401k just lingering out there, you need to call us because there's ways that we can help protect you from the taxes on that money. If you're retired, if you're 72 years or older, you have to take RMDs out. We will show you ways to reduce and eliminate the tax on that money over time. So please do yourselves all a favor. If you're out there, and again, I'm safe to say probably a high 90% of Americans out there have taxable accounts. So I'm talking to pretty much everyone out there right now, everyone listening online, everybody listening in their car, their radios at home, wherever you're listening, I'm talking to you. Do something about these taxable accounts today while you have the time and why we're at historically low rates. So Brad, believe it or not, we are out of time. We will talk to you all next week. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you found this information here helpful. Both myself and my team at Bogut Financial Group want to provide you with the latest resources and education to help you make the best decision for your financial future. And that's why we want to offer you a complimentary review of your entire financial and retirement plan. There's no cost for this visit. It's simply a chance for you to get an education about your money so you can make an informed decision for yourself moving forward. We will meet you at either one of our office locations or via video conference to examine your portfolio and answer any questions you may have. I promise you'll walk away with more knowledge of where you stand with your portfolio. To get started, all you need to do is visit fogothfinancial.com. Again, thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week. Investment advisory services offered through Brooks Capital Management LLC, BCM, the registered investment advisor, BCM and Focus Financial are independent of each other. Insurance proxy services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold to individually licensed and appointed agents.